Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green, and today I'm actually going to be interviewing myself. That's right, we're halfway through 2012. It's early in the morning on Independence Day in the United States, July 4th, 2012. And I thought as a good halfway mark for my one-year podcast series, I would tell you more about myself, maybe things that you didn't realize, things that I do love to share and don't get the opportunity to unless I'm speaking at a live event or connecting with people uh, more on a one-on-one or face-to-face basis. And I'm just going to use this holiday as a way for me to express my appreciation and gratitude to you for being a part of my online community and as a way to talk about the freedom and the independence that I have now that I'm working on the Internet. So I'm going to begin my story on the morning of January 28, 1986. I was on my way into the real estate office that I was with at that time, and uh, we, we knew that the space shuttle was going to be going off that morning, and I had tried to come in so that I could see it happening. And as I came in, I saw that everybody was gathered around a television that we had in the back of the office, and they were you know, very intent, very serious, looking at the screen, and they motioned for me to come over. And I came over. The space shuttle had just gone up, and 72 seconds into it, it broke apart. And, of course, this was just so devastating for all of us. And we just stood there, just speechless, motionless. And they flashed quickly to the parents of Krista McAuliffe. And if you remember Krista McAuliffe, she was the first teacher in space. She was a high school teacher in a small town in New Hampshire. And she had been chosen from over 11,000 applicants to be the teacher that would go into space. And she had taken a one-year leave of absence from her school, and the NASA program was paying her salary that year. She was married and had two uh, very young children. And as I watched this and as they flashed to the parents and then quickly flashed to the auditorium of the high school where she taught, and we all realized what had happened and the people that we had lost. And in particular for me, this was special to me because I had always wanted to be a teacher from the time I was a little girl. I used to line up my stuffed animals on chairs in a semicircle. I had a little blackboard that my mother had, had got for me for a birthday present. And I used to teach my, my stuffed animals. I used to do lessons. And as I got older, I didn't go that direction for many reasons. I kind of lost interest in the idea of being a teacher. I didn't know anyone that had gone into that as a career. I had been influenced so greatly by so many teachers, but I didn't have anybody that really did that type of career guidance with me. And so instead, I had gone into real estate, done some things before that. And here I stood, January 28th, 1986, and I realized in that moment in time that I hadn't done what I had been so passionate about. And I made the decision then and there that I would become a classroom teacher. And before 1986 was out, by August of 1986, I was actually working in a classroom in an elementary school in Los Angeles. 
And the reason was is that they had a shortage of teachers then, which they no longer have. And I was able to go in on an emergency credential and go to school two evenings a week from 4 o'clock until 10 o'clock at night and have a paid teaching position at that time. And I had to borrow a considerable amount of money to be able to go back to school and do this because at this point uh, I was I had turned 31 that, that summer. So I, you know, no longer was was college age really, but wanted to do this. And the reason I start my story there is this was the first time in my life, I was going to say adult life, but really the first time in my life that I made a decision to do something that I knew was going to be expensive. It was going to be hard work, but it was going to be something that I truly loved to do. And I began in the fall of, of 1986, I began what would be a 20-year career with the Los Angeles Unified School District where I ended up teaching all the way from kindergarten through high school. My credential that I still have uh, is a K-12 through credential in the state of California. I'll probably always renew that credential and do what's necessary to renew it because I'm so proud of it. And when I made that decision, it felt good. It felt like I was finally able to make a choice based on uh, both rational and emotional reasons that would feel good for me and help other people. And when I was teaching, I originally was going to give up real estate completely. And we went on strike at the end of my first year, and I was on an emergency credential, so uh, I was in a precarious position where I could have lost the job. And I decided to go on strike and, and stay strong with, with the other teachers and I realized then that I would maintain my real estate broker. I had a broker's license and it was a residential appraiser, and I decided to maintain everything. And that's when I began what I did for 20 years, which was teaching Monday through Friday, um, uh, nine months of the year. And I was at year-round schools most of the time. I taught at four different schools over the 20 years, and I was at year-round schools uh, at all except one of those. And that meant that when we were off, for like a six-week period that then I did my real estate full-time. And I really actually enjoyed this during the first maybe five to ten years. It was fun. It was it was exciting. And it was a way for me to always have enough income so that I could own my own home and really pretty fairly easily pay my bills. I didn't have, you know, stacks of money piling up in the bank or anything, but it wasn't a financial struggle. And then... I had cancer for the first time, and that's a, a sobering experience, to say the least. And with that, I realized that I wouldn't be able to teach if I had an illness such as that, that I would you know, be away from school during that time, but that I still could do the real estate. That was a way that I still could have income coming in. So I continued to do both things, and over the next years, uh, I got older, as we all do. Uh, the cancer recurred. I also had a serious work injury. I was on a Friday afternoon standing on a sink in the back corner of my room uh, putting up a bulletin board that the principal and the department wanted finished before before I left on Friday. And as I was putting it up and, and doing what I shouldn't have been doing, standing up on the sink, uh, I fell and ended up having shoulder and knee surgery and losing about four months of work because of that. And right around that time, I began to have different thoughts about 
what I was doing with my life. The school system had really changed. Um, just so so many things happen, and we have to always roll with the changes. Real estate had changed, and I found myself quite exhausted. I was working six or seven days a week. Uh, Ten hours was a very short day for me. It was more like 12. Many times it would stretch into 14 hours, especially uh, between about May, April, May, and October or so when we had more daylight so I could stay out later doing the real estate, especially when I was doing appraisal and needed to do a lot of photographs of the properties. And so I was working these long hours, and the most I would take off every year would be a week to 10 days but some years I didn't do that because I didn't have that much extra money to take off time from work, you know, with real estate and to take a trip. So a lot of times it was every other year or every third year. And I turned 50 in 2005. And at that point in time, I kind of felt the way I did when I had made that decision many years before, 19 years before actually, to become a teacher, I realized that I now wanted to do something different with my life, that I wasn't living the life that God had intended for me. That was the feeling that I had at that particular time, which was the summer of 2005. And I began my quest to find out what else was out there, what were the possibilities for me. And over the next few months, I read a lot of books, a different type of book that I had been used to reading. I was used to reading lots of fiction. I loved um, Stephen King and Dean Koontz and um, John Grisham. There were so many that I really loved. And I didn't read too many nonfiction books once in a while, but not too many. And I really made a switch. I stopped reading the fiction, and I went after books that talked about starting a business, changing your life. Um, there's a book, I can't think of the, the author's name, but it's What Color Is Your Parachute? He's written several of those and as I did this, I also uh, purchased CD uh, series from various places, and I began going to events that typically were weekend events where I could learn more about what was going on. And one day I was in the car, and I had some of the CDs in, and I heard a man talking about having small websites and doing something on the Internet. And I had been someone that had been on the Internet since before it was even called that, back when we called it the World Wide Web, uh, I had been, you know, pretty much from the, from almost from the very beginning. So I didn't have a TRS uh, 80 from Radio Shack, but I did have a K Pro and an Osborne computer. These were little portable computers that used five and a quarter inch floppy drives, and uh, I would <laughs> take my little K Pro on listing appointments when I was doing the real estate. And people would see me coming down the walk, and they thought I was really cutting edge because I used the computer. And we used something called a coupler. You had to have a phone that had two round ends. If you remember the old telephones, this goes back to the, the early 80s, 82, 83. And we would connect it 300 baud, which I can't even express how slow that really is. But it's very, very slow. And... So I had been on the computers. Uh, I was one of the first people that you know had email with CompuServe or we had a number. And then when I went into the classroom in 86 uh, in the state of California, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak from Apple had given uh, every classroom a, an Apple computer. 
So I learned on Apple. I learned on what became PCs. The IBM PCs were in their infancy at that point. Um, I had a, a Hyundai computer like the Hyundai cars you see now, same company. And that began my journey. But it wasn't until the fall of 2005 when I heard this man speak about having websites that could make money on the Internet that I realized that computers were going to be a bigger part of my life than I ever imagined. So I knew people did commerce. I had purchased things from Sears and Montgomery Ward, other places that had online stores. This was before um, Amazon was, was doing things the way they do now and that type of thing. But you know, I realized that this was an opportunity for me. So I began part-time because I couldn't give up my, my teaching or my real estate. I wasn't uh, about to leave a, a class of students in the middle of the year. I never would do that. I never, didn't believe that that was the right thing to do ever. So for about a seven- or eight-month period, I was a weekend marketer, and I learned as much as I could and discovered a whole world. And I always say it was like a parallel universe because I was used to doing computers in, cl in the classroom every single day. I was doing things personal, research and, and fun. You know, there were games that we would play and things like that. A little bit of shopping, but not much. I, I didn't use that more than like what I said, Montgomery Ward and, and Sears. And also with real estate, everything had gone computerized. When I started out with appraisal, we had microfiche. And I even had purchased a, a small microfiche machine so I could have that at, at home. And if you dropped the box of, of little microfiche uh, pages, then you spent the rest of the day and into the next day putting them back in numerical order, back in the box. And finally, that had gone all by the wayside, and we received a CD every month that had all the real estate data. So I saw everything change, but I didn't realize that people like you and I could do business from home. And in fact, this had been going on since the mid-90s. And there are people that I know personally now that started doing this in the mid-90s. So here I am in the fall of 2005 making this decision to start doing this. And it was a struggle. I hired someone as a mentor the first year that was very expensive and it ended up not being a good thing for me personally. And I thought, gee, I'm out here just kind of, you know, trying to stay afloat in this Internet sea. And slowly I began to put the pieces together. And in April of 2006, I earned my first money on the Internet. I earned $21.60. And this was huge for me. It was from an affiliate product that I still recommend. It's a dog training product. And I had learned that if you set up a blog on your topic and write some articles and get everything you know, going, kind of get all of your plates spinning in the air, that you can indeed make a sale of an affiliate product. And I was so excited by this. The first thing I did was I checked to make sure the person who made the purchase was not someone I knew. Because if it was a friend or a family member, then... My decision to do this, you know, wouldn't be based on on good solid business sense. And I looked and no, it was someone that I did had no idea who it was in another state where I didn't know anyone. And so this meant that I had persuaded a stranger to buy something and if I could do it once, I could do it over and over and over again. And so that's what I did. I really jumped into affiliate marketing 
And I made the decision then in June of 2006 that I was going to resign from the school district. And I did this, and at this point I just turned uh, 51, so that meant that I had no retirement coming to me and no medical uh, care. So the pension was not going to happen, and I would be responsible for my medical on the first of the following month, which was July of July 1st of 2006, so uh, almost exactly six years ago now. But I went ahead and did that, and at the same time, I started giving away my real estate clients, my best ones, the people that had come to me year in and year out and had stayed very loyal to me one by one. I introduced them to people that were doing real estate full-time and would do a better job, really, than I had done for them. And they were reluctant at first, and then they saw that I was going to pursue something else. And, and I saw that then within a few months, during that summer of 2006, I saw that probably I would never get back these clients because now they were very happy with the new people I had turned them over to. So here I was, a brand new internet marketer, and trying to make a go of it in 2006. And I was full-time at this point. And it really was a struggle. You know, financially, I, I don't know what I was thinking because I had cashed out my retirement money from the school district from the state of California. I thought that money would last me about a year and a half, and it really didn't last quite a year. And I had to really cut corners with things. My cell phone was cut off once because I didn't get the payment in on time. And you really see what your priorities are. But again, I had this feeling, like when I made the decision to become a teacher, I had a feeling that this time and this financial investment that I had already made was going to be a good one because I was passionate about starting this business and helping other people to solve their problems because that's how I saw it. If you need help training your dog, here is a digital product that will help you train your dog. I then moved into a variety of different areas. That first year I had 10 different blogs. I tried to work in 10 different niches. I will tell you now that does not work. You want to monetize the first niche before you go into the second one. But, you know, I tried that. I had to do trial and error. I started connecting with people that were teaching classes. Now, you have to remember that this was before social media. Facebook was only for college students at this time. And even though I had been taking colleges recently, or college courses rather recently, uh, at the same college where I had uh, taken my uh, my credential courses to become a teacher way back in 86 and 87 when I went through that program and received my teaching credential from the state of California. Uh, I was now a student again taking, taking other classes. I was working on a master's uh, in technology actually, which I never did accept. I finished the courses and did not accept it because I saw from doing the Internet business that uh, I did not know enough to be able to uh, introduce myself as someone with a master's in technology. So not taking that master's degree was really one of the smartest things I ever did. But I was a student, and even though I was, I didn't hear about Facebook. So I don't know if I had been would have been eligible with my email address from that uh, university or not. But I wasn't even aware of it. Twitter was not yet started, not for another year, and LinkedIn was probably already around, but that was really for the corporate world. That wouldn't be for someone like me as a teacher or as a real estate broker and appraiser. Um, I didn't know anything about it. So when I say I made connections with people, I made connections with them by getting on someone's list, finding out what they were recommending, 
getting on the next person's list, taking courses. And these are from some of the people that I'm still friendly with today. And I learned, I started going into forums. This was an excellent way to connect with people. And by 2008, I finally saw the value in going to live events. So these are still the ways that I connect with people. And these work today, except now we've added social media to the mix. And social media, I won't say it makes your business easier. It makes it smoother. You're able to connect with people and see what's going on in a different way that really allows you to gain entry to this uh, business world on the Internet in a, in a very smooth way is how I'll describe it. So I'll go back again now. I was, I was making this $21.60 from affiliate income in April of 2006, very excited, began promoting other things, and I finally realized that affiliate marketing was, was great. I could make some money with this. The money could increase but I would make more money if I also had my own product. So about one year after coming online, because I came online really in the fall of 2005, by the fall of 2006, I had my first product. It was a product on how to blog and write articles, because that's what I was doing at the time. And it sold for $97. It was a four-part course where I was doing audio teleseminars because very few people were doing webinars at that time. And I had a study guide that went along with the course and a handout for each of the four sessions. And at that point, I had probably 100 people on my list, and I had almost 10 people that signed up for the course, so I was very excited. But I felt very um, insecure. I did not have confidence at that time. So when these people all spent their $97 with me, I felt that they weren't getting their money's worth, and that was my feeling. So I immediately created another course, and I gave it as an unannounced bonus to all of the people who had spent money on my first course. They were very excited. I felt good that I was now providing more information, and I understood the, the power of an unannounced bonus and the importance of really putting something out there that is valuable to you and your eyes and to the eyes of your prospects and clients. And so I continued my journey. And many of you listening, you may uh, have started connecting with me back then. I still have most of those original 100 people. But now I've gone on. I've become an author. I've written quite a few books, working on another one right now. Probably I'll always be working on my next one at this point. Uh, I speak at live events around the country. I now have about 35 of my own products. I promote about 15 to 20 of other people's products and services and courses. And I've built you know, quite an extensive business. But I'll tell you what I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of the fact that I'm a teacher again and that I have more than 20 students that I've taken to six figures a year and beyond. Because that's the goal for most people. They want to reach 100000 a year or more on the Internet. And every time one of my students gets to that level, and most of them are not public about it, uh, a few of them are, as you know from my 10K laser coaching program, but most people you know, don't want that shared so openly. It is a very private matter. And each time that happens, though, and I'm working with them one-on-one, -on -one, 
it really brings home the fact that, you know, I'm still the person that I was all my whole life. I was someone that wanted to give back to others. I wanted to share with other people. I grew up very poor and always uh, wanted to have more so that I could do more. And when I, you know, made the transition from only doing real estate to doing real estate and being a classroom teacher, I was able to help more people, all all of my students. When I again, 20 years later, made that transition from doing real estate and classroom teaching to doing things on the Internet, again, I was able to help more people. And I didn't realize until, you know, a few months later that on the Internet that meant having a reach of millions instead of just hundreds. And so that feels very good. So I wanted to take this time to share this information about myself. Some of it you may have known. Some of it you may not have known. And just to tell you that to have this freedom and independence to make the hours that we choose to earn as much money as we choose. If we want to make more money, we do the business in a different way. We create more products. We make more connections with people. We do more joint ventures. I do more joint ventures now than I ever imagined that I would be able to do. But this is a life that I would want for anyone, for anyone that I know and love and care about. So if you are still working on this or if you're someone who's already been successful on the Internet, then you know how powerful it is to have an Independence Day. So, like I said, it's very, very early in the morning. I'm now on my way over to the pancake breakfast that my Rotary Club does every year on the 4th of July. After that, we have a float in the parade in Santa Clarita. This is a huge part of my life, being part of these charities, and I can't imagine my life without it. I know that when I made that decision to come online, at the same time, I moved from where I was living in the San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles up to where I am now in Santa Clarita. And I had lunch with a friend and I told her that I wanted to be involved in fundraising, that I wanted to help charities and raise money and help people locally and around the world. And she said to me, do you know how to do that? And I said, no, but there are people who do and they will teach me. And that's exactly what happened a few months from when I had that conversation. I first started with Rotary. Now I'm involved with about a half dozen uh, charitable organizations. Uh, I go back and forth from Santa Clarita to Santa Barbara, and I'm involved with Rotary and Elks. If you're familiar with uh, the United States group, that's the Elks Lodge. I'm connected with them also in Santa Barbara. I have other charities that I work with. And being able to extend a helping hand to people locally and around the world, most of whom will never, ever know that the help came from you. You won't ever meet them. You may never speak their language. Um, it's It's just a feeling of joy that would not have been possible for me without me taking those steps to change my life along the way. It began when I made that decision to go back to school and become a teacher. 20 years later, It again grew as I was growing inside and out to be able to do the business on the Internet. So as you listen to this, remember that I'm halfway through the podcast series. I thought it was the perfect opportunity 
for me to interview myself and, and share this with you and know that you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. People would tell me that, especially my mother, as I was growing up, and I have to say I never believed her or other people. I thought they were just saying it to be nice or because, you know, if it's your mom, they have to. But it turns out, no, that anyone that tells you you can achieve anything you want to achieve, they're being completely honest with you. So you decide what it is that you want to do in your life, what are you passionate about, and go after that. And having a business on the Internet, whether you do it full-time, as I do now, or if you decide to become a weekend marketer, the way I did for those first six, seven, eight months, you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. So this is Connie Reagan Green, and it's wonderful to be able to connect with you.